0: P.C. Richard and Son. You know P.C. Richard and Son? Yeah. You're not missing anything. What is it? It's a, an electronics store. <laughs> one person hated our show.
1: Are you looking this up? I thought you weren't looking things up.
0: I saw yeah. one thing.
1: I know. That really hurt my feelings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's fine. There's yeah. plenty of people. I mean, think about it. People hate uh, Eric's show all the time.
1: Yeah. I listen back and I am laughing too much.
0: What, on our show? Yeah. Nah.
1: Nah. You think so? Yeah, maybe.
0: I'm pretty aware of that stuff. I don't think that you're laughing too much. Maybe I'm not laughing Uh, enough. Maybe you feel abandoned.
1: Yeah, maybe that's the problem.
0: I mean, it sounds fine now though, right? It's not glitching anymore.
1: No, it's not. Let's record today's without the video. You don't need to see my face today.
0: (laughs) We don't need to see it? She's not cute beautiful. I'm
1: I'm all puffy eyed.
0: Puffy eyed and shitty voiced.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep, that's today. Puffy eyed and shitty voiced and in pajamas.
0: I hate this show.
1: It deserves a quarter of a star.
0: <laughs> I didn't maximum. see that. Is that something that's been posted on uh, iTunes? Yeah. Wow. I didn't even oh, see that. Oh, you weren't
1: talking about somebody you weren't talking about the iTunes review? No. Oh man.
0: I, I didn't there's somebody
1: else that hates it?
0: Yeah, there was someone on Facebook who hates it.
1: Where did they, where are they?
0: Could be the same person for all we know. That's true. So what's the, uh, what's the uh, lead in for the topic again? I know the topic, but there was a specific event.
1: Well, I don't know exactly like what to call it. It's not sexism. It's more like um, how men and women deal with sex and how it's different sex.
0: But wasn't there (laughs) some kind of current event that triggered this for you?
1: Yes. Yeah. So, um, well, one, we talked about um, things on the doctrine this week. The difference between how men talk about women and how women talk about men, and then um, Michelle, my friend Michelle, who owns Hoff's, Hoff and Pepper, Hoff Sauce Company, um, there's a story there. And so I thought this is interesting, and maybe you would have some uh, thoughts. And does like sound effects for the show? I I I I wasn't there a, a, a sound in porn that you really hated? <laughs>
0: there was just one I would mock. It was,
1: uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah. Be graceful <laughs> in your sex. You know, be classy. Have some manners. Try not to grunt uh, overbearingly. Keep it under control. Give a few grunts, I think, to express your pleasure. I, I do like the idea of someone being very formal about it while they're having sex and just saying <laughs> flat out. Yes,
1: yes. Just saying yes.
0: <laughs> yes. I am really enjoying my time inside of you.
1: Yes. <laughs> my goodness, do you feel lovely?
0: <laughs> That'd be a nice way to go about it.
1: Yeah. I wonder, you know how um, in those documentaries about the Civil War, like those Ken Byrne documentaries, there are those letters that people are writing from the front lines and they're like, 16 years old <laughs> like they snuck into the war but they're writing these letters back home to like there's martha mm-hmm. your name rings true in my ears most days you know <laughs> this beautiful poetic i wonder if they made love in the same way they're like instead of like yeah fucking your ass you know it's like <laughs> martha your mucous membranes no they wouldn't say that
0: <laughs> i wish they would say that yeah i'd like to talk in great detail about your mucous membranes
1: We should maybe address my mucous membranes because my voice is going.
0: It is going. You think it's going to collapse in the middle?
1: I don't know. I'm drinking some throat coat tea.
0: Throat coat?
1: Throat coat. That
0: is disgusting.
1: There's a quote on the back of the little tag on the tea that says, he who wants a rose must respect the thorn, which (laughs) I thought was very nice.
0: Yeah. There's no reason to be on the back of a product of any sort. Why not? Because...
1: makes me feel empowered as a woman. It's a Persian proverb.
0: Yeah, that's fine. But what they're ultimately doing is... They're selling you a product, is what they're doing. And then they're playing it off as being these thoughtful, poetic creatures. Like, no, you want my money. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. I don't need you to fool me. It's like the, the Gillette thing that's blowing people's minds. Whether or not... I don't understand why people are offended by it. But that aside, that aside, the people who are on board with it also... It's Gillette. Their goal is to make money. And what they're doing now is monetizing the social justice movement. They don't give a shit. They think that right now this is a good move for them so they can make more money. And the people are applauding. Like, Oh, Gillette, thank you.
1: Well, that kind of ties into our topic today. Welcome to One Topic. I'm Autumn Fisher.
0: And I'm Greg Russ.
1: We're going to try and stay on One Topic. And our One Topic today is basically... the ideas of sex, not sex itself, but the things that go around sex,
0: which there are many.
1: There are two examples that I have that happened um, that I have a personal story from a friend of mine and then something we discussed on the Von Hessler Doctrine <clears throat> this week,
0: which you know, um, I don't like to tie in the to the other show. I understand on no. that that's the only reason people are actually listening to us is because they like the other show maybe and I I think I think what you're doing is fine I just want to be careful I don't want to be this we give commentary on that other show no no, that's not what's happening here
1: right and it was a quick thing that happened during the podcast 30 um where I want to get back to this Gillette thing but um we talked about oh Jason Momoa you know who that is
0: is that Aquaman
1: yes but mostly he's Khal Drogo from Game of Thrones
0: oh see I've, I've watched two episodes of Game of Thrones
1: Oh, okay, well, he's the head of the like this um, more barbaric, uh, animalistic uh, group of people.
0: Oh, got it. So their killing is uh, it's a little more graphic and less. No, classy. it's more
1: like they don't. They use horses and s- these curved swords, and then they'll fight each. Oh, they don't cut their hair. Oh, what is it? Something about their hair being long and it being like they never have lost in a battle. That's why their hair is long. So if their hair is short, then, they're, then they lose a lot of battles.
0: Superstition.
1: And they like have sex with their women, doggy style. Only. <laughs> and they kind of rape, you know, they do a lot of raping. Got it. It's like part of their culture. So anyway. <laughs> and we're allowed uh, to Khaleesi, do that. What? We're
0: allowed to do that. It's part of our culture.
1: It's cultural relativism. If you rape in your culture, then maybe that's just your culture.
0: <laughs> so, Got it.
1: Uh He's a very – he's he uh, is the leader of this group, and um, he, Khaleesi is sold to him. Her name's not Khaleesi. I forget her real name. Um, Khaleesi means queen, I think, in their language, Dothraki. And she sort of turns him into this softy, even though he is still really tough. Like, he doesn't rape her. He starts out raping her. And then eventually she, like, teaches him, you don't have to rape me. We could do it in this nice way. So, anyway – He's very big and he's very strong and he's very handsome and I think he's tall and I think he's really hot. And I'm not into, you know, I don't, I'm not like boy crazy type of person, but he is super hot. And so we talked, we just mentioned him on the Von Hessler Doctrine this week and I was like, hmm, yeah, Jason Momoa.
0: You said it like that.
1: I was like, ooh, I went, (laughs) and I said, I bet he could pick me up. And then, oh, oh, he could
0: pick you up with one hand. He'd hold you in the palm mm, of his hand.
1: No, that's too. That means I'm too little. More no. like, oh, he could just like lift me up. And I think that that's really telling of uh, the way that women think about sexuality and wh- how they view the opposite sex versus men. Because I feel like a man be like, yeah, I want to, you know, stick my finger in her. Wait, butt. whoa, whoa, you know, whoa! Like, more extreme versus.
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa! What you're telling me. Uh-huh. Is that women think differently about sex than men? Is this what yeah. you're saying?
1: I know that a lot of women like to pretend that it's just totally the same and men, men you know. But you know you're, you're telling
0: surprised. me there's a difference between men and women in the way they approach things.
1: I I'm I'm saying it here right now you can write down the date that yes, men are men and women are different. Wow.
0: See? I learned something from this show. And I'm a part of it. Yeah. So this is this is a good good start. You've opened up my uh, insight into life.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. That's <laughs> what I'm here for.
0: I, I just had to do that. That way someone else can't mock us. Yeah. I, I beat you to it. I beat you to it. Zero stars if I could. Okay. Yeah. So
1: Why why don't they let me do zero stars on iTunes <laughs> for this dumb show <laughs> where I don't learn anything?
0: <laughs> okay. So continue your thought process. I'm done being snarky.
1: I just thought that that was interesting and <clears throat> a good example of the differences because I feel like, and I don't know, cause I'm not around, I'm not a fly on the wall when it's just men talking about women, even though I do have a lot of male friends and I feel like they're, I don't know. I'm not friends with like dudes that talk like that necessarily. And I'm sure that things get pretty gross. When well, it's a bunch of dudes.
0: Uh, it's surprisingly, bad. you would think it would go away as you got older and with a lot of people. It does but yeah. I still come across guys sometimes less so because I'm just not interacting with as many people that I don't know. Uh, but every once in a while you come across a guy like at a party or something and yeah, a conversation will go down that path and it's still crude. The approach to sex is still this crude idea and he still is getting some kind of self worth from it and wants you to say, wow, great job, man. Give me a high five. That does still exist.
1: Yeah. And it, it does seem like, um, Men uh, get things, right? Like they they get sex, they get blowjobs.
0: That's true, and And then they give it things, and then they give it. They get it and they give it.
1: Yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, and I don't know if you know it's all semantics, but I wonder if that sort of leads itself to the a little bit more aggression or like I said, maybe it's just like I've said it before about like pressing the gas, you know, men are the gas in a lot of situations. Not always none of nothing we say is, you know, an always thing.
0: All right. Well, let's break this down and set it up. So you had this discussion on the show with Eric <laughs> and you liked the idea of being held in the palm of Aquaman or the guy from game of Thrones whose name I can't remember.
1: Jason Momoa.
0: Yes. Yes. And what did you want to explore within this realm?
1: That there's no man who is thinking of a woman when he's attracted to a woman that he like a celebrity that he thinks is hot. He's not thinking the same thing as I hope I I bet they could pick me up. The thing, the thing about being picked up, I think for me and maybe as, as a woman or women, maybe it's about, Because I don't mean in a romantic way, like he could carry me in a romantic way. No, you
0: want him to manhandle you is what it sounds
1: like. Not even (laughs) manhandle.
0: That's that's the way you're presenting it. Big, strong man picks me up like the ape that he is.
1: Almost like being um, thrown around the bed and not in a rough way, but just, oh, he's really strong. And maybe it's a sort of I can feel helpless and that can... That can let me be vulnerable.
0: Yeah, I think there's a safe way to do this, right? So,
1: and let me just say for the record, when you know,
0: for for the record, for Travis listening to this, it's okay, honey.
1: No, no, and no, we don't even do that, and I don't care about that necessarily. But when I think about this person, I think about how he could do that, and how that's hot.
0: Well, that's what I meant when Travis is listening. For the record, being a record for Travis, it's okay that we don't do that. I still love you.
1: No, I don't even want it from him. It's just like. totally, it's just a fantasy of him. And that's the other thing. Okay, let me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt what you're going to say. But when women have sex dreams, it's hardly ever about specific people. You know, it's about a faceless man, or, you know, or just a feeling that they're having that is super sexual. Like, I once had a wet dream, which I've only had two in my life, and I don't even know if it should be called a wet dream if you're a girl. But anyway, I had like an orgasm waking up. And it was, um, I was a, I was me, but I was dressed as like a man. I was like in a suit. So I was this masculine energy. And there was this like, female statue that I put my hands on and just like went down it with my hands and not even like in a really fast way. It wasn't even sexy. It was like, and she turned into a lady. And that was my sexy dream.
0: <laughs> it's a nice dream.
1: But it's, I feel like men who are having sex dreams, it's because they're having sex.
0: No, it's not always like that. No? I, I don't, I, I haven't talked to a lot of men about their sex dreams, right? So I don't know. I think that there's a sex dream that's spoken about by a man to another man. They probably will tell you that kind of dream. But I've had plenty of loving dreams. I had a dream once where I was just in love with a person, person I didn't know, and, uh, I, I think it was in Chicago. It was set in Chicago for some mm. reason. And we just, we met and we had a very nice day together. And then I woke up and I was very sad that the dream was over. I was like, "Wow, well, this person maybe is real. And then I posted a missed connections on Craigslist in Chicago. Not, the, <laughs> not, oh, the, wow. not that I really thought there was anyone out there, but I was like, <laughs> hey, let's, let's see who responds. The only people who respond to those things are crazy. Uh, you know.
1: Wait, but that's not a sex street. Did you have, did you?
0: No, but that's the that's dream? the point. If if there the didn't need to be sex, I think um if we did have sex within that dream, it wouldn't have been the kind of just going at it jackhammering sex that I think that you believe men only uh, dream about.
1: But I mean, you didn't have sex. You didn't I didn't need to. But you didn't, did you? Did you have a wet dream? Was that a wet dream?
0: Um maybe it was an erection dream.
1: Oh, that's different. I'm talking about like, <laughs> I, don't,
0: I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just telling you this because I'm trying to set the table that um, there's there definitely are differences in the approaches to sex with men and women. But within that, you got a wide spectrum and range. So, you know, settling on what represents what and who falls in what category. I don't know if it's something that's doable. So I was just bringing that up uh, to illustrate the fact that that Maybe would have turned into a sex dream. Maybe it's not the best because we didn't have sex in the dream. Yeah. But if it, if we did, it wouldn't have turned into this porn style romp. I'm pretty <laughs> sure about that, and it would have been a very nice dream.
1: I just feel like my dream was not really sexual. It was, it just contained nudity, <laughs> and I was like a man for some reason. That- Whereas I, I think a man who has a wet dream is having sex in that dream and i don't mean what you mean what you're saying about like jackhammering and all that i don't know <laughs> it doesn't have to be rough and crazy and extreme it could just be we're definitely doing it whereas i think women can have that kind of sensation but not have it, it could just be like a feeling that you're having like you were describing with that other one but i don't think that that, that counts
0: <laughs> we could have led there maybe we would have held hands Walking mm-hmm. up uh, the steps to a museum and that would have been it. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. I didn't get there. I woke up and the dream ended and it broke my heart because it was the Gosh. first time I had true love in my life.
1: It was just in that dream.
0: <laughs> and then I tried to find the person on Craigslist.
1: That uh, makes me think of um, Eric's story about huffing uh, gasoline or whatever he said when he was younger. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah. And then he knew the meaning of life but passed out. And forgot. Yeah
1: it's that's, that's like your dream it's like you had you had true love but then you woke up
0: so i i i feel like you're trying to figure something out here and i just want to have a better grasp we can go back
1: i think what it is is i don't know they, like you said in the beginning that men and women are very different and their approaches to this are very different but in and these- we shouldn't be looking at the other approach as wrong or stupid or weak well, or uh Too aggressive.
0: Well, there are again tears to this. Mm -hmm. You're talking about uh, Mimosa Samoa. What's his name? (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: Jason Momoa. Momoa.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not getting his name wrong on purpose because I'm trying to prove some point because I'm jealous of him. Maybe that's what I'm doing.
1: You do like to do that.
0: That's what I I don't know your name, good looking man who is better than me in every single way. What can I do? I'll just won't remember your name. Um, gotcha. <laughs> no, but the idea behind this of having a man come in and take some kind of control, right? Mm-hmm. And borderline rough, maybe you even get into the rough. That's fine. <laughs> if that's what you want and what he wants and the discussion has been had and everyone's cool. What's wrong is that at some point men have said, this is what women want. I have the right to go forward and do this because that's of course what they want. They want a man to take control. And yes, I do think there's definitely something to be said about women wanting men to take control. Uh, You know, it, it, it extends outside of sex, I would assume, because you have someone who's taking control in the bedroom, you know, in life. There is a level of protection, especially because you are vulnerable and intimate. In a bedroom, and if it's going down that path where the guy's taking control, but he's also protective of you that that says a lot like that's I Ooh, feel like
1: interesting
0: it, I feel like that would be comforting for a woman
1: yeah that is interesting
0: but you get into the territory where dudes just do it and don't see anything wrong with it like if someone said no, stop that no why, what do you mean no
1: because at that point but they're not being protected like you said yeah it's like during sex there needs to be this exchange of I'm in charge here, maybe, but I'm also going to protect you. Like, I'm not going to do anything that's going to hurt you, or I'm not going to go too far because you're not going to like that. But there are people who do go too far and and think that's good.
0: Yeah, you're safe with me,
1: ultimately, is what it boils
0: down to. And I think, you know, you're talking about how neither is right or wrong. Um, But with men, and I think the reason it does get thrown onto men, uh, more so is because first off, men are bigger physically, so you can take control of a woman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can, in a, in a yeah. bad way, in like mm-hmm. a, a violent type of way. Um, and also, it is, as you already mentioned, uh, you know, a man, a man receives or gives; he's giving it. There yeah. is a there's a level of control there and power that just by the dynamics of sex and the organs and the way they work, I think is why it comes in naturally. So, um, you know, those two things should be responsibilities that fall onto men that they yeah, shouldn't like just, he
1: took my virginity. You yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: I gave him my virginity
0: though. I do think, you know, the first time I had sex, she had had Dude sex.
1: Lose so. it. Guys lost their virginity. Yeah,
0: That's true. I mean, I, I was going to say <laughs> that's very true. I was going to say, as a guy, I, yeah, no, you're right. I was just trying to think of how I would phrase it because she right. wasn't a virgin, but I was. And I would have said, I guess, I lost my virginity to her. Right. Not that she I took gave, it.
1: You wouldn't say I gave her my virginity or...
0: But I think that's very representative of the, way, the dynamic. That is, it, it's ridiculous. Why does the man get to take it? I took it from her.
1: Right. I don't I like that.
0: Virgin- I don't like that structure. And I think, you know, a lot of the times when we talk about my interest in sex... Uh, it's developed from this extreme nature that being around men and the way men have acted and the high-fiving and the way they demean women and something I have no interest in. And that should be enough. Like, I can say something to them, not cool, and I don't want to have anything to do with people like that because I don't need to be their friends. But me, I take it to such the other extreme. i got to prove to everyone that I'm nothing like these people. And then you go to the other side of it, and it's like, "Eh, well, whatever. I don't really even care. I also think it's because, uh, you know, I I've taken opiate painkillers and uh, you know it hijacks your reward system and it's like, wow, all that work for sex when you could just take a pill? Why would you? Why would you do that? <laughs> that's another part of it. And there's intimacy and stuff like that. But uh, you know, just to stick to this conversation, uh, I I think that's the reason I go to the other extreme because there is a level. That I think there's a line that it crosses with men's behavior. And I I don't know why it needs to be viewed as an attack uh, against men by saying, don't be a dick. Come on, just stop doing that.
1: Yeah, and even when I brought it up on the doctrine, Eric responded with, you know, and maybe he's just joking around, you know, because the conversations we have on the air versus the ones we have in person are are different. But he even responded with a, you know, like, oh, a kid can't go outside and get, get another kid in a headlock, you know.
0: Is and that what is that what anyone's saying? This is based on that Gillette commercial, right?
1: Right. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, there's some kids roughhousing, I think, right. from what I recall.
1: And it looks like it's getting too much. Like one kid is dominating over the other, and so there's a guy one dad who says like, boys will be boys. And then somebody else comes in and, or maybe it's the same guy later on in this commercial after we've learned that maybe this isn't the way to go anymore. He goes over to the kids and says, Hey, you know, we don't treat each other like that. It's not cool.
0: Yeah. And and if it's just two kids, two boys roughhousing and they're in it together, I understand like even me. I'm like, all right, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It does cross over and I know that, you know, saying bullying now is something that's frowned upon because the term has been hijacked. But yes. bully, bullying is a real thing in school. Yes. And, you know, the weakest ones are usually bullied because there's a there's a whole uh, chain of command with bullying. Someone bullies someone and that person can't bully that person back. So they find someone weaker and they bully that person. And it continues on. And that kind of behavior, if I'm an adult and I see that happening, I will. It's like, yes, say something. I don't see the problem in that. And. Let's say that Gillette went too far in the commercial with the boys roughhousing on the lawn and the dad says, no, no, no. Okay. Even if that goes too far, it doesn't mean you get to dismiss the whole message of the thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. They, they maybe took a step too far, but I, I think I, I didn't hear the show. So let's talk about that. What was, obviously they talked about the Gillette commercial. What was um, the reaction?
1: They thought it was an attack on men. And even Jared was like, I guess I'm not a Gillette man anymore.
0: <laughs> it's just, why is it an attack on men? I don't because understand. Because it's trying it.
1: to say that men are inherently bad. And what you are passing down to your sons is also inherently bad. And you don't even know you're doing it. And here's some examples of you doing it, saying boys will be boys or, you know, sh- you know, ta- w- uh, uh, cat calling it girls. Like that's part of the problem.
0: Catcalling so, at women should not happen at all. It right. should not be something that is acceptable. And I don't know who's defending it. Who is defending
1: catcalling? I don't know if anyone is, is out there defending that part of the commercial necessarily. It's just part of the commercial that's bothering them. Of the, the commercial as a whole.
0: Yeah. I I watched this thing and I took no offense. And again, I know that it pushes it to the point where people nitpick and they pick the parts. They're like, yeah, see, look at the, okay. You may have a valid point about part of that commercial, but overall the message is something that's not a negative thing. It's like, yes, you as an adult and a man, you have influence over boys around you, your kids, and their friends if they come over. I don't, understand why people are so offended. I don't feel like anyone's trying to rip anything away from me. Um, It's really just don't be a jerk and be respectful.
1: Even to your friends who are also roughhousing with you. (laughs) If you feel like it's too much, if you're looking, I feel like, I mean, it's just a commercial and they're doing what they're doing.
0: Well, yeah, that's I have thoughts on that in a minute.
1: The real world situation would be, I mean, a couple different things it could be across the spectrum of a guy being like, well, boys will be boys or the one going over and saying, yeah, we don't do that. Or it could just be like, Hey, you know, Joey, are you okay? I'm okay. And then they keep going, you know, <laughs> to just to make sure everyone's cool with this. You guys are, you guys are rough. You guys are being rough with each other, but are you both in on it? Yes. Okay. You know, you just check on them. Yeah. Not to, you don't have to go down and I don't know. And, and Eric is so like weird about, People's feelings, like talking about people's feelings about things, in you know, he, in
0: the way that he thinks that uh, and he did, feelings
1: are dealt with when people care about other people's feelings.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's as extreme as he finds feelings to be a sign of yeah. weakness, but there does seem to be a just repress those, push those down, then man up and just go on with life.
1: He, pri- he feels, he thinks that you can prioritize your feelings and. You can in some ways, but there are some that maybe build up on each other and create something worse than if you had just dealt with it originally.
0: No, that's Yes. You repress feelings to the point where they're going to manifest in one way or another. And usually it's not a good thing. Um, I, I think a lot of people, especially logical, smart people have problems with feelings because they don't follow logic all the time but they don't yeah feelings don't but they should because while they don't maybe fit in the rules of logic they are logical in the sense that they happen naturally that's like maybe one of the most logical things it's like i understand maybe in this situation i am angry and it is kind of ridiculous for what things are but i'm not wrong for feeling that way it's what you do after that that really is what's important if you get angry in a situation and it is ridiculous, and someone tells you, don't be angry, you're wrong for being angry, right. that just makes it worse. And right. it's also it's also wrong to dismiss it like that because the person isn't wrong for feeling angry. Now if they get angry, and it's a ridiculous thing, and they smash things, and scream at you, and okay, now cross into a different territory. And it's like, you had the feeling, the feeling's justified, that reaction is not. That is ridiculous. That's not an acceptable behavior.
1: Well, and... The redeeming thing about Eric is that he does care about people. He cares about, you know, you. He cares about the person he's talking to. And if he does something or if they are feeling a certain way, he might disagree on whether you should feel that way or whether it's important enough to feel any kind of way or for it to affect you. But he does care about. You and that you are feeling something, but
0: that's still yes. You're right, but that's still the wrong way to approach it. Is, is is it justified to feel that way?
1: Well, he's not somebody that I would go to if I was having a ton of feelings,
0: because <laughs> he would tell you, ah, get rid of those feelings.
1: Well, he would might he might try and try and fix it instead of just letting those feelings happen. Yeah, I mean, which listen, is fine. I mean, that's what a lot of people do.
0: I think that's what a lot of people do. What
1: a lot of people. Um, and I find my I have to, I have to check myself to not do it, which is just let the person feel those things instead of trying to come up with a solution for um, how to not feel that way anymore.
0: Yeah. You just want support yeah. sometimes. It's like, just listen to me. I'm aware that these feelings are kind of goofy, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I just want to not feel like I'm alone with them. And right. Let me process them. I'll get through this.
1: I feel like a lot of times too, if you acknowledge the feelings for the other person and, you know, sort of say, wow, that must be really difficult or that seems hard then. And you, but you are like, for me, I want to give advice or I, whatever. So I want to try and give advice. And so I won't. So, so I try not to, and I acknowledge the feelings and then eventually the advice is asked for because they're safe enough to ask for the advice because you've let them feel something.
0: Yeah. And, and also if you, if you try to tell someone, giving someone advice right away, you're making it about yourself. Yeah. You really are. And it's not maybe directly and maliciously, but you're making it about yourself in the sense like, I've got the answer for you. I know. Well, I do
1: feel like I have the answers. Don't you? Do you feel that way?
0: I do feel like I can give advice to people, but like you said, let them ask for it. Yeah. If they come to you and ask you for advice right up front, sure, give it. If someone comes to you and is just upset and wants to talk to you, just listen. And going back... And I think this all ties together for our, our topic yes. today <laughs> because in the, the way it is approached um, with men, it's it's different. It is dismissive a lot of the times, and I don't understand why feelings are viewed as weak. I am one of the most logical people out there, and even within the emotional realm – I try to explain it by logic, and that's kind of the way I process it. Uh, I don't feel weak for feeling. I think I felt vulnerable in the past for feeling, and that's why I wouldn't necessarily share certain things with people. And
1: that's because you were brought up in this toxic environment of masculinity.
0: <laughs> see, but even calling it that, it does go too far, and I see why people rail against it, this toxic environment. It's not all toxic. Yeah, uh, There are gender roles. Those things exist. And there are times that I feel men need to put aside their feelings and just do something. And this applies for all people, but we're talking about, like, traditionally the, the dynamics of families and stuff. I think there are times, like, yes, there was something to be said about get rid of the feelings right now. Just go do this thing. You have to do it because it was for the good of everyone else. But it doesn't mean that it's somehow a, a weakness in someone who has the opportunity to express their feelings because they don't have to go you know, kill some animals and find food. Right. You know, know, if it's a situation, it's like, I got to get food for my family, but I'm feeling like this right Right. now. And you don't go, okay, fine. I get that. But in in disagreements, I'm sure you've dealt with this a lot as a woman. And you can tell me, I I feel like men are very dismissive. If they're in a relationship with a woman, when all you would have to do is uh, if, if she brings up her feelings is acknowledge them. And then you could still say your piece and bring up your point.
1: I think it's about feeling heard. Yes. I need you I, and seen. I need you to see me and I need you to hear me. And when you when you're in an argument with a lady the the argument may continue because she's not feeling like you are hearing her. You know, you might take you might start on the defensive because you're taking it personally. And maybe it is about you personally, but she might be complaining about you. But that really might come from something else from herself or the way she was brought up or
0: or maybe there really is something about you. And it's okay. Why don't you just accept, Okay, you you know, when you dismiss a person because they don't like something that you're doing or it's affecting them in a certain way. It's uh, it, it I I just assume it shuts the person down, and then as you said, they they repress all those feelings, and then they will come out in some other way, and then the relationship is really going to bad places. If you yeah. can't sit there and just take a little bit of criticism and look at it uh honestly, I was like, yeah, you know what, that is right, and yeah. then you, then you talk about if it's not something you can fix, you try to compromise about it or or make an effort, but. The dismissal right up front. It's not yeah. going anywhere.
1: And those are the same type of men who are going to dismiss your feelings in the bedroom, ladies.
0: <laughs> you think so? I mean, sure, right? <laughs> that, that's, but that is a real thing. I, there's so much worth, I think, tied to sex, especially yeah. with men. The number of women, how good you are. Uh, well, don't you
1: think some of that's biological?
0: Maybe the number, but if nobody talked about the number, then no, you wouldn't care. If But the
1: drive is there to, the to dr- have sex for yeah, men.
0: Yeah, the drive is there to have sex and, and spread your DNA, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think... You and know, get
1: rid of other guys' DNA.
0: Yeah, some some of that is built in, sure. But because there's so much worth, though, tied to sex, that if a woman brings something up in the bedroom that they like... That they like, and the guy isn't even necessarily expected to know, especially if it's early on in a relationship, for some reason, it's it's like a shot against them and bruises their ego. And I don't understand that either.
1: Is that real? Because I feel like we're sort of taught that men don't know how to do anything, and so you have to help them. You have to know your own body, and then you have to teach them. Is that true? Yeah, because, okay, so on Loveline, they describe men's <laughs> sexuality-
0: I I love that you've uh I, I I'm not dismissing Love Line. Uh-huh. I think there's a lot to be learned, but it it was like really formed you. A lot of your It really beliefs.
1: has. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> it's so good. Um Yeah, uh men's sexuality is a cockpit with a joystick in the middle, and that's how you fly the plane. Just a joystick. And a women's sexuality is a cockpit filled with buttons and dials and different things. And every cockpit you walk into is different. So you don't know how to fly any plane you walk into. (laughs) So I think that's important for, and only, you know, only you, the woman know how to fly your own plane and you have to teach the man how to fly your plane.
0: I agree with that. I think, yes, there's a lot to learn. And even if you learn the basic functions, as you said, each woman is different. Yeah. and uh, has different controls. <laughs> and I was bringing up the point that I feel, though, a lot of men take that as a slight. Like they're yeah. supposed to know everything, and if they don't know everything, oh, my God, what if word got out? Right. I would be ruined. That's
1: true, because then if someone did something weird to me, i 100% talk about it with my girlfriends.
0: We know that. We know that everyone talks about sex. And I think, though, that is part of the the pressure is in the bedroom you're supposed to know everything a woman tells you that she likes this not every man does this it doesn't bother me i'm happy to listen and learn because the goal is you're enjoying this too it's not just me i I would actually rather you enjoy it and more than i do because in the end if it is again there's a biological drive for it but you know if, if it's connecting with a partner you should really care about them having a good time. So if their time was better than yours, I actually would be happy. i be like, yeah, good.
1: It's more about connection because, I mean, for men maybe a little different, but I know like women can have sex and not orgasm and still enjoy sex. Yes. Whereas men, if they didn't have an orgasm, they are like, why am I going to have sex I'm not having an orgasm?
0: <laughs> Is that real, by the way? Like, I, I know that women say that and I do believe it, but it, that part does kind of blow my mind still.
1: Only if you feel connected with. If you feel like the person is just there for themselves and you're not having the orgasm, then you're like, mm, what's happening? And I, and but if you are, con- if you are having a connected experience, but you're not having the orgasm, then you're like, well, oh, it's okay.
0: Yeah, and with casual sex, I think that's why I never really got into it so much. And people who do, I, I have no problems with it, but it takes time to learn the person that you're with and what they like. So if you're going in for a one night stand, yeah. it really is kind of what you already know. From other partners, and you can try to apply that, and it's about yourself. And I don't see the fun as being a guy, by default, there is a level of control where if it's a one-night stand, it's like, I'm probably going to get off, and it'll oh, be yeah. fine for me, but I never liked the idea of it not being okay for the other person, and you're saying, you're confirming that, yeah, if there's no connection, it probably really isn't that fun for... For the woman, which... Yeah, which, but they
1: could just be having like a fun, sexy time and not... Well,
0: that's what I was going to ask. So, you know, yeah. you, you've you had casual sex with people in one night stands, and I'm sure there's a range of good and bad. Yeah. But going so- into that, is there, you know, w- was it ultimately worth it if you're not uh, getting off?
1: Yeah, I think... You know how women talk about... If if you watch porn, like sometimes the sex in porn is not as fun as the beginning. Not the story where it's like, you know, she's a student and she's looking a little. I mean, that's dumb. But just for me, at least, sometimes the beginning is better. Like where they're still clothed, you know, and they're just like touching and stuff. Like I think that sometimes that's better than when they actually, because sometimes they like the the beginning is nice and interesting. (laughs) And then They just like cut and everybody's naked and it's like gynecology, you know, yeah. I don't like that. That's too much. And yeah. sometimes that's the way that sort of casual sex can be where you're like, I like all this making out part and like the touching and the grabbing and like the sort of that's fun. And then the sex part is like, all right, well, now the sex is for him. this part's for him because I got to do all this other stuff. <laughs> Does that make sense?
0: No, no, it does make sense. With casual sex, there is yeah. more of that up front because because
1: he's not going to get me to orgasm. He doesn't know what to do. No, with and that, me.
0: but outside of that, because it is someone new, and that part's exciting. There tends to be more making yeah. out and you know oh, lead yeah. up lead up to sex. Where when you are in a relationship for a while, um, sometimes like all right, let's just do this, and you you jump straight to sex, right?
1: Yeah, you're not like making out in a theater anymore, like at the movies. Like you can't stop. You only want to kiss them forever. You're not doing that with your longtime partners.
0: No, which is a shame because that it hasn't been like that with everyone I've dated. But, yeah. when I, you know, I've had relationships where it's like, let's sneak off and let's just go make out right now. Oh, yeah. And much older than maybe I should have been. It, again, I don't really mean that. I no, don't think Travis
1: that- and I like snuck off in a hotel. We were staying with friends in a hotel, like on the floor. And it was a bunch of people in the room. And so we ran off into like <laughs> beside the pool. You know, like in a in a towel closet, because we couldn't handle ourselves. Had to get, we had we had to be with each other.
0: There's a there's a fix that you need. But
1: now I'd be like, get out of here! I'm not doing this in a towel closet. You crazy?
0: There is a fix. I would actually like to point that out, and and this is a different topic, but just an aside. An aside which ties into this. That same feeling that you get when you meet someone new and you have to be around them and have to. That is that ties into drug use. Like that's why like I would just stop. I'd just quit.
1: Oh interesting. That
0: it's kind of the same thing. It's like <laughs> you can't just quit like that. Like there's such a pull. Your brain, you know, wants yeah. to be flooded with these endorphins. And when it knows they exist and it knows there's a way to get it, it's very difficult. And yeah. you know, again, that's a different topic. I've heard
1: it described like addiction described as you know when you don't eat you are so driven to eat or like when you're on a diet and you've cut things out of your diet, you really want those things. And it's kind of like that where you're, it's not exactly like the diet thing, but more like a a biological need. Like it tricks your brain into thinking this is something we must have like food or water or something.
0: No, yes. Your brain has ways of, you know, really pushing to get what it wants. Yeah. At times. And uh, yeah, I think the food thing, I've never really been starving, so I can't compare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but it makes sense to me. Um, but to get back to the topic here, I, I feel like what we're talking about, there's so much sensitivity involved, an ego, and people need to protect themselves. And that's all they're all trying to do is grasp for p- control and protecting their own feelings. That A lot of these misunderstandings come from that, And I'm talking about earlier in the show how it's not, you know, a good thing to act in a complete extreme manner. So, you know, I'm talking about being around men who talk about sex in a way that I don't like and they're demeaning towards women that the right move isn't to just go to the complete other side. Like, I'm never going to have sex just to prove I'm nothing like those men. I feel like that's what happens with things like this stupid Gillette commercial. Like people, instead of just taking it for what it is and saying, yeah, there's some parts I agree with and there's parts that I don't agree with. And outside of the Gillette commercial, we're just using this because it has become like a microcosm of this whole bigger conversation. Um, I don't know why people have to dig in their heels and they can't actually just look at this thing uh, and say, yeah, you know what? Some of this behavior is, is not cool, and men shouldn't have been doing it, and so what if they've been doing it for decades? Like catcalling, I bring this up again, though. I i don't understand how anyone could even defend catcalling.
1: Now, when a, women have been known to catcall men.
0: Yes, that's another side of this that I think you want to explore, right?
1: Yes, I do. But I, first, first before we go there, I do want to say, if any of you are listening have been offended or are offended by the Gillette commercial. I think you should sit with those feelings and think about why you're feeling them. Not to say that you don't have the right to feel them, which is what we talked about earlier in this show. It's like, feel whatever you want. But even though we know that it's just a razor company, so who cares? They're just trying to make money.
0: That's the thing that angers me the most, but finish your thought.
1: <laughs> right. that. Just because we know that that's true, the bigger conversation is not something that we don't need <clears throat> or is doesn't need to be talked about. And the message is what we're talking about, not the commercial itself, like the commercial who cares. No, it's the, just about no. razors. But the message itself is interesting to think about. And it's not like we have to – it's not like anyone is – well, some people are saying this, but mostly people are not saying to give up being masculine it's more about be masculine, but also don't 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 take those parts of masculinity that are mean or could lead to other people or excuse people being mean
0: yeah or demeaning. There's no demeaning. there's no need for that, yeah, and i I think that's why I don't understand why people are so offended by it. It's like it's not saying give up being a man, whatever that means for you. I think you get to decide what that means. Um, right but the moment it makes someone else feel like shit it's probably not the way to be a man
1: right and I I watched the commercial I didn't really go into it thinking here, am I, here, here we go it's gonna change my life I didn't know what it really was I was like what is this I watched it and by the end I was crying but you know what that means or you know what that doesn't mean? It doesn't mean I'm gonna go out tomorrow and make sure I buy Gillette razors. I don't give a fuck what kind of razors I well, buy. That's
0: the thing with this. Okay, I want to get into this quickly. We can okay. go back to the catcalling thing, yeah, yeah. but the Gillette thing and in general, people are like screw Gillette. I'm the, uh, you're <laughs> so lucky to be in a position where your life allows you to burn or throw away or crush whatever you're doing because you're opposed to Gillette forty dollar razors. It's like right, <laughs> you know, yeah. your life's pretty good. No one's really coming after you. They're not trying to take away your quality of living or your standard of living. And on the other side, the people applauding, like, oh, Gillette. Gillette has hijacked what they see as an opportunity to make money which right now is social justice they see this like this is this you know people are on board with this and it it does it's the best a man can get yeah but all they're doing is trying to make money so the people on the other side like Gillette yes very they do not care they don't (laughs) care at all they they're opportunistic capitalists and that's what it is. And we don't even need to... I'm not saying that's bad trying to make money. I just want people to look at it for what it is. It right. is a razor company. Buy
1: Gillette if it's on sale.
0: Yeah. It's, you
1: know, that's it's, it. It's,
0: yeah. It's Buy like, it
1: if you, if you feel like it's a good razor. Buy it if you think it's on sale. Don't buy it if you think it's too expensive. That's what it comes. Or if you don't think it's a good of good quality, that's what it comes down to.
0: No, Gillette. Yeah, not the torch bearer and the progressive yeah. movement. If that's your thing, if yeah. if that's what they're not the torch bearer. All they're doing. And the doing, people
1: responding with like. But look, they put Gillette all over those hot girls' butts, and you know, look the uh, yeah the, that that sums the up blue the blue razors are for men, and the pink razors are for women. Like that's not the, that's that's not that's neither here nor there.
0: No, that sums up the point. They're just trying to make money. At the time, there was a time right. when you know, like the Man Show, and even the regular guys with Eric and things like that. That was hot stuff. That sold, and like, yeah, men like this kind of thing. So what did they do? They they marketed towards those people to get their money. And I think that's what's happening here. So And
1: then in that on that side of the coin it doesn't mean that Gillette um uh were trying to like monetize women's bodies. They were just trying to make money.
0: Yeah, like we Which, have we have shareholders we got to keep happy. How can we continue our growth? It didn't mean
1: that they demeaned that they thought that women were less than. It was just like this works In in surveys for what works. So we're going to do that.
0: And those things, by the way, whether or not you believe that women should be thrown in scantily clad outfits to sell products. Those women, it's a tough thing to say because I understand that people are looking for breaks in their careers, Uh. but they chose to go yeah. do that and dress up and in this They weren't it, like yeah.
1: Muslim women that you forced into <laughs> <No>. a bikini. <laughs> no,
0: they chose to do it. <laughs> in
1: my Gillette commercial.
0: And I, I understand that, you know, there are parts of entertainment that dictate the way a woman should look. And if you lose those looks, then maybe your career's over and, you know, uh, no matter how talented you are. But this is low level I want to just maybe be famous. I don't think any of these people <laughs> were trying to be serious actors and they were given an opportunity to do something that they wanted to do and they chose right. to do it.
1: Right. But, so the cat calling. Thing. Yes.
0: We can wrap so it up the, with that.
1: Yes. So this brings me to my friend, Michelle, who owns this business, HoffinPepper.com, which is this really amazing, great, wonderful hot sauce. Wait, that you should get
0: a woman owns a business.
1: Well, it's with her husband, so oh, she's loud. <laughs> her daddy helped her sign a loan. No. Um, she works in a mostly female environment. Um, there's one man, and they, in their office or in their, like, work, they do a lot of talking to him about sex. They ask him very um, open questions, uh, kind of um, personal questions about his penis, about what he likes in sex, uh, and that brings me to the catcalling thing too. Where women in this environment, there's no um, there's no threat when it comes to women talking to men about sex. When a man talks to a woman about sex, especially if it were turned around, where if it were a mostly male group talking to this one female employee about, yeah, what do you like? What do you, you know, like that, that is, there is a double standard because the context is different. And that's the same thing as the catcalling. If a woman is catcalling a man, it's way less creepy because the woman is not going to maybe then, you know, a group of female construction workers are not going to (laughs) then corner that guy in the alley. Like, yeah, do you you like that? (laughs)
0: Yeah. And no, that's, that's, there's Not a to say that
1: every cat caller is, is, a, is a predator. It's more that that is an option for those people. They might not even thought to do it, but that woman might think that that might happen. And so then it's scary.
0: Yes, that's exactly what it is. And that goes back to just men being bigger physically. Right. Um, you know, if it were reversed and the women were catcalling and you no, know, there's the biological function where maybe it's but still it's like, eh, I don't know that it would be, Scary at that point for the man if the woman could physically overpower the man. But the way it does exist, and most of the guys catcalling probably aren't going to do anything. They're not going to, like, hurt physically the woman. Right. But sometimes... It's just like showing
1: off for their people they work with.
0: Yeah, and they are aggressive with the catcalling sometimes if they don't get the reaction that they want. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because then it hurts their ego, I think. And then they've got to stand up and show what a man they are. But, yes, even if a guy follows a woman down the sidewalk for half a block and continues it, that yeah. is scary because you don't know that guy could force her into a position. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to jump like right to raping her, but that's really what it boils down to. A man being more powerful could rape a woman, and that's scary. And that's why I do not see how anyone can defend catcalling. You can say that's a stretch. That's like point A to point z with several points <laughs> right. in between right but that's a real thing and again if it scares someone if it affects someone's life negatively why can't you just say okay i won't do it i don't, right. I, don't I don't know why and the double standard with women like if a woman cat calls which does rarely happen but i know it happens like if i were cat well, calling especially
1: if like there's a bunch of drunk bachelorette you know oh group yeah or something. you know
0: yeah i mean well actually there was a night where we were at a bar and there was a group like that and a woman like, sat next to me and she was very aggressive with me, like talking about wanting to make out with me and then taking yeah. me back to her hotel. And she like, grabbed my hair and pulled it at one point. <laughs> and look, it's it's I didn't feel scared in the sense that right. something harmful was going to happen. That
1: me. were reversed if that was a man going over to a woman.
0: No, I know. I did. It, like, it that that would have
1: been like Assault.
0: Yeah, and it's still, I guess if I wanted to push, it could have been assault. Right. But I, I, there is a double standard. Hopefully at some point, I do think that everyone should live by the same standard. And the rule that I applied is if a person tells you, leave me alone, you right. should probably just leave them alone. And I told her, I was like, leave me alone. I'm not interested. Um, but the reason it goes that far and they can get away with it more is, as we've stated already, is there's no real sense of bodily harm at that point for me
1: right doesn't mean that you're not
0: scared yeah like a woman i guess could pull out a knife and (laughs) stab me but (laughs) you know what are you going to do about that (laughs) what are you going to do it's like ah there it is it ended if only i let her pull my hair and let her take me back to her uh you You should have done
1: it what were you wearing that night greg
0: i don't remember probably just some kind of (laughs) plaid shirt
1: Um, oh
0: but then see? the but then the women you bring up in the workplace asking personal sexual questions. That's another... It, you see this in comedy, at least with women, for a while. I think that was a way just to get to the level. It's like, we're not supposed to talk about these things, and there's a sense of rebellion there, an act of rebellion. It's like, we're not going to talk about sex and any graphic nature, or I'm not going to ask a man about such things. And I think that's strangely a way to try to level the playing field, if that makes sense,
1: sure.
0: with women. Um
1: I wonder do you mean like that's why women do it? Well, I think in the workplace
0: I think talking about it and then like men cannot talk like that to women in the workplace, probably amongst each other anymore, in case someone ever hears. But right. um, you know, you can't talk to a woman like that in the workplace. It's the end of you. Um in the workplace. It could be the end I guarantee if it's a corporate setting of some sort, it's the end of the woman too, if the guy goes and says something to HR. They're not gonna I don't think they're gonna um, make an exception and say, Well, it's different, but I think no. the reason women do it was at least initially it was, Well, men do it, so why shouldn't we do it?
1: See, I oh, maybe, maybe I just feel like at least for them, they're doing it because they're a bunch of women and they're all talking, and now we have a man here to ask questions,
0: yeah. You know, I mean, like, we
1: don't have to wonder why something like my, why a man might do this, or I wonder if he likes that, we can just ask this man.
0: Well, I mean, if it's a matter of fact like that, yeah. yeah. And it's really informational. You like
1: it. You like to have the the butt, you know, that kind of thing. So (laughs) you wouldn't be able to talk like that to a woman if it were a bunch of men.
0: No, and it's informational really at that point. I do believe that a woman would ask a question for an actual answer more so than a man who would ask a question to try to gauge, you know, if he could have sex with the woman.
1: Yeah, the reasoning behind it is to like, yeah, the man is gauging whether like, is she into it? Yeah. Would she let me do that? And we're like, no, I don't want to have sex with you. I just want to ask you tons of questions about sex.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a there's there's many dynamics, and it's too hard to like pinpoint motives with these things. But I think overall, um, yeah. in in certain situations, you have to just put group people under an umbrella, whether or not everyone falls under that umbrella. Which is why things are shut down. It's like, look, majority right. of men are asking these questions, ninety percent. They're just trying to get in the pants of the woman. Ten percent actually wanted to learn something, Right. but I can't right. control that. So we got well. And
1: she talks about how when their company and and if and when the company does get bigger, this kind of thing will have to stop. They can't do this forever. Yeah. And they said that they would all like have champagne in a boardroom when there's you know they've sold their company and they'll talk dirty again because they can because it's only the <laughs> six of them left. You know.
0: Yeah. At the end with the champagne and then they can you know go all out, go all out cat call right. each other and have the orgy on the boardroom table. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. That's that's why I started a business. Cause one day I wanted to sell it and have an orgy with all the people that helped me start it.
1: You know what was interesting was um, you know, they do a lot of physical work. Um they're you know, they're making gallons and gallons of hot sauce every day. And, you know, she and another female employee can do the same things that their one male employee can do, but he can do it for longer and he doesn't get hurt, whereas they feel, you know, the the amount of work they're having to do where he's like, this is fine. This, it doesn't affect him. And so they were hiring another employee that needed to be a man. They said, we need to hire another man to do this physical work. And again, that brings up the differences between men and women and how like, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, you're only supposed to get the person who's right for the job. You know, maybe it is a woman, but probably not for this physical work, you know.
0: No, and I think that's a fair distinction, and equality is something I am all for, but yes, there are certain situations, like, it, it, you know, a woman can go work out and and grow a lot of muscles. Right. And she Grow can,
1: muscles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you build them, right? You grow yeah, them. Yeah, you
1: plant the seed, and you, you water your muscles.
0: You grow them. I mean, by eating and working out, there's a growth there, but... I guess. Um, yeah. I've
1: never heard about... I've never heard... Someone say grow your muscles. <laughs> I mean, I
0: thought I thought about it before I said it. It's like, I don't think that's the proper way to phrase it. But I'm going to do it anyway.
1: I think build muscles.
0: Yeah, you build them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bodybuilder.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Ooh, do you hate that? What?
1: Is that like walkie-talkie bodybuilder?
0: No, body. It's
1: like I'm building my body.
0: Bodybuilder. No, because the <laughs> e on body is that's not.
1: Oh, I know. I just thought maybe it was too um like on the nose. Bodybuilder. I'm building my body.
0: No, that one doesn't bother me. Okay, that's fine. It's just it's just tacking the. Uh
1: Oh, I took us back. You know, people have (laughs) strong bodies. (laughs) Men have strong bodies, and the they. Yeah. Do a good job
0: there. Well, I mean, this was a uh, less specific topic. It allowed us to, you know, roam. I think, though, I would say that we stayed on a topic. I don't know if whatever things you were thinking leading into this when you introduced the topic, you know. Uh, any beliefs or thoughts or questions? I don't know if it was satisfied.
1: but oh, it's by, good
0: by our discussion. Because the thing is, it's so nuanced. There's so much stuff that trying to weed out the extreme behavior that's not good and it hurts other people. What's the problem? Do that. You know, there's still plenty of room to play with once you're into it. Play with. <laughs> that's that's what you took from it, huh? <laughs> Can always count on you, Autumn. Trying to make serious points here, and you like play with. Uh-huh. <laughs> smell play my, with smell my finger. Cool. All right, well, take us out.
1: All right, I don't know how we end it. I like to end it with. Um, thanks for listening to one topic. I want to um, push our social media. My, uh, you can find me everywhere at AutoPrints P R I T T S. Um, we're also on Podbean. If you, I guess, I don't know if you're already listening. I don't know. You can find that on Podbean. Uh, one topic search for that I want to please say sorry again because my voice is crazy and maybe my head was not as clear as I would like it to be because um my body is attacking me with it through my eyes and in my throat I don't know what's going on with my head but my body is against me but Greg you can't we can't find you online anywhere at all
0: no I mean I just post on Eric's Facebook every once in a while that's about it at this point okay. um and then we tell people to rate, uh, rate and review our show. Give us zero stars if you could. It's not an option. Too bad. Don't do that. <laughs> well, well, I only give, five stars. <laughs> I give it zero stars if I could. This Ugh. show deserves half a star.
1: But yeah, do all that so um, iTunes will see us. And uh, oh god.
0: Yeah, your head's not there. I'm gonna let it's you. Not, it's gone. I'm gonna let you flounder on this one.
1: I don't know where I, where to go. Can we edit this part?
0: <laughs> nope. This is, <laughs> this is staying in. This is part of it. You were there. I think you had a good out, but then I know.
1: <laughs> I really cause there's not like a thing to end it. I want to always end it with like time is a construct. I, just I really it. like that idea.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: I know. Say it. Say it. Thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> there you no. go.
1: I can't that can't be the end.
0: That's the end
1: no we need like a phrase or something we all need a end. phrase
0: I, I'm sick of get off my lawn that's, no
1: that's, I don't want to get off my lawn but know, maybe like death is inevitable like, I like the death is inevitable time is a construct <laughs> it makes it does not tie into our show at all
0: no all right, well, that's for, we can that's for a future episode it's for what we, we can figure that out for a future episode
1: okay thanks for listening to one topic <laughs> see you next week <laughs>
0: <laughs> very good <laughs> man, i like but that. I gotta
1: come up with something better
0: that was funny though for the end
1: okay <laughs> man i really lost it at the end